0: You are now listening to the Frozen Envelope. Welcome to the show, guys. What show is that? It's the Frozen Envelope. It's the best damn podcast about the Knicks there is. And it's brought to you by Posting and Toasting. You ever do that to like your siblings to annoy the hell out of them? That noise? You know that noise. Uh... I got a couple of notes from SB Nation about how to increase listenership. And they were like, start out the podcast by making a super annoying noise for a couple of minutes straight. So I'm listening to them. Who's that genius you're listening to? You're wondering? You're like, who is this guy? He's smart as hell. My name's James Marcita. I'm your host, and this is episode twenty. We got a guest this week. He's also from Posting and Toasting, and his name is Harrison Rahajason. I want to apologize before we start for missing last week's pod. Sowed a couple of pretty big things happened. I think uh, Nick's drafted someone, Frank Nillakina. Phil Jackson got fired. That was pretty big news. How could I miss that podcast, you're wondering? Well, it's because, uh, long story short, my back is beyond fucked up. I have a pinched nerve in my neck, and it's sending shooting pain down my shoulder and down my left arm. And when it first happened, which was right when I would have recorded last week's pod episode, I literally went three days without sleeping. It was, have you ever been up all night, every minute of the night, because you're in too much pain to fall asleep no matter how tired you are? Yeah, that's me. Everyone feels sorry for me. I called out from work three days in a row. And if you're an adult with like an actual job, you know, that's not even fun anymore. It just gets scary. You're like, am I gonna get fired? I have all these projects that I'm falling behind on. You actually care about your deadlines. One day away from work is the greatest thing ever. You can approach it however you want. You want to be a slob? You want to start drinking at 8 in the morning? You can do that. Just eat bagels all day? Fall asleep with bagels covered in cream cheese on your chest after drinking all morning? You can do that. You want to better yourself? You want to, like, put together 500-piece puzzles? And uh, that's, like, (laughs) such a child's idea of how to better yourself. You want to read some Clifford the Big Red Dog? You go ahead and do that. You want to watch the Lego movie? You go ahead and do that. Yeah, one day is great. Two days, okay. That's nice too. You're like, damn, I got a four-day weekend. I basically just took off a year. You feel great about that. Three days is just scary. I took off three days in a row. Uh, There's like no end in sight. I'm on all these pain meds. They say it's going to be six to eight weeks and i will be better. I don't know. I still... That just happened. It feels like... Someone puts a bicycle pump into your muscle and just pumps it. Pumps it and keeps pumping it. And like it literally feels like it's going to explode like a balloon. Or like Shaquille O'Neal is grabbing it as hard as he can. I don't know if he has a strong grip, but he's a pretty big guy. So he probably has a pretty strong grip. Uh, Just horrendous pain. The worst physical thing I've ever dealt with in my entire life. Every minute of the day I'm in pain. Now it's less so. But it was complete agony for like four or five days. Couldn't think. I just walked around like moaning. It's worse at night and in the morning. Uh, And we're recording this at night. So I'm in pretty uh, decent pain. But I'm going to podcast through it. I got to get you guys my takes. I'm a take warrior. You got to pod through it. You know what I'm saying? Did, uh, Did the USA stop podcasting? Uh, during World War II, you know what I mean? No. All our podcasters went overseas, and we got the women to come in and podcast for them while they were gone. And when the men came back, we booted the women back uh, out of the workforce because we're a nation that deeply hates women. The whole world's got this problem, but America's a pretty misogynist. Top, th- top five. Top three misogynist? I don't know. We got pretty bad maternity leave. I'm getting way off track. Point being, I'm on all kind of pain medication, so, you know, excuse me if I'm a little more tangential than I normally am. I'm excited to talk to Harrison. We're going to talk about Frank Nilekina, like I said. We're going to talk about free agency. We're going to talk about, uh, you know, the Knicks Brain Trust, quote-unquote, laughing at Mello's workout video. We'll do some Summer League stuff. But first, there's a couple of older things that I didn't get to cover that I want to get into pretty quickly, and just you know, give you guys my official take. Let's start in chronological order with Frank Nilakina. Frank, you waited a whole year. You waited through a brutal year, a tank for the draft. You were all excited, and then the next drafted Frank Nilakina. What do you think about it? I'm gonna keep you guys in suspense. From my opinion. Uh. I'm drinking coffee, and I somehow burped. I liked it. I wasn't head over heels. I wound up being really into Monk, and I wanted Monk. And I was a little bit disappointed when they drafted Frank, but Monk's like a little midget. He's got, uh, you know, two foot arms, and Frank's a fucking octopus, as someone said on Posting and Toasting, and it's true. Those huge arms, they got me hypnotized. It's like watching a lava lamp. Or one of those wacky, flailing, inflatable tube guys. Yeah. Or like algae. They just like... They, they just, they're just they so long. I <laughs> just... I want them to wrap around me. You know what I mean? Oh, this is getting so weird. No, but I'm happy about Frank. Uh, you know, Gaines is still here. He was there when... You know, they drafted him. I trust him to... Sort out European players. They drafted well under Phil. That's like the one good thing they did under Phil. Keeping their picks and drafting well. So I'm happy with Frank. It would be great to say goodbye to Fart Dog. It would be great to have a good defensive player. It seems like defense at point guard doesn't matter. That's the only thing that scares me a little bit. But defense does matter. The best teams have an elite uh, defense. The Warriors have an elite defense. That's part of the reason they won. They just suffocate. Steph Curry's not the best defender, right? Uh, What's his face? Kyrie Irving's not the best defender. What's his face? Uh, Harden is not the best defender, and these are some of the best point guards in the league. But other players on their teams are good defenders, not really on Houston. Their whole squad's trash. Shouts to Patrick Beverly. You're the exception. But. Wherever he is, is he still on Houston. Who knows? It's wacky, wild free agency season. We'll talk about that with Harrison in a little bit. But I'm not convinced that defense is so important in a top-flight point guard. But why not? What if he develops into an amazing offensive specimen with great defensive game? Is that bad? Maybe one of our other gut positions can now suck a defense because we've got a great defensive point guard. If that pans out, so I'm pumped for Frank, man. I'm pumped that he's 18. That sounds, you know, a little phrasing, but I want to grow with these people. The Knicks never... The last... The, the meme is that the last second contract they handed out went to Charlie Ward of a player they drafted. They just get rid of all these guys, so I want to grow old together <laughs> with with Frank, with Billy, with Chris Dapps. There's not really much to not like. Like... I didn't want Donovan Mitchell. I thought he was a tier below. Dennis Smith Jr. I thought was Rose Redux. He might be really good. I, I don't know. That's fine. I don't want him for this team. He's like more of a build an offense around guy. And we have that in Chris Depps. Do you turn away two of those guys? I don't know. Am I just like trying to, you know, justify Frank? Sure. But I don't think it needs much justification. I think it's a fine pick. I'm happy with it. Frank's a great name too. Frankie Blank. Fill in the, you know, Frankie Marbles. (laughs) Hopefully not. No, that could be good. I mean, he has big balls. His clutch. Yeah, Frankie Marbles. Whatever. It doesn't matter what... That's that's what I'm trying to say. Frankie Flower Vase. That one's not so good. I'm just looking at stuff in my apartment now. Like the end of... uh, What's that movie? With Kevin Spacey limping around. You know what I'm talking about. Kaiser Sose. Do kids even know what uh, that movie is these days? Whose name I can't remember because I'm on all kinds of drugs. Hooray for Frank. That's basically the point here. I'm happy. I'm happy with it. I'm pumped. I'm pumped for Frank. It just didn't, it wasn't like, yes. Because I did want Monk. I want elite shooting. But we got Dotson. I don't know. I don't know. He looks pretty smooth. More on him later. Let's talk about Phil Jackson for a little bit. They fired Phil Jackson. Was it the right move? Of course it was. He was a complete nightmare. I'm not going to you've you've read this to death, you've listened to this to death. So I'm not going to go over all the shit, but everything going on with Chris Depps was completely insane. Especially juxtaposed with how he treated Rose. Just completely insane. You don't do what he did. Sorry. Forcing the triangle, forcing anything on your coach—completely insane. Not how it should be run. You let the coach coach, and there's never any one system. You adjust to the players you have. That's like the whole thing. That's the whole stupid Moneyball thing. You figure out what you can do, and you maximize it. You know, Moneyball is more like what's the market inefficiency, but it's that same concept. What can we get? What can we grab our hands on? Oh, this guy is good, and we're not overpaying him, and he has these skills. This guy is good. We're not going to overpay him. And he has these skills. How do we mesh them together in a style of play that puts them in the best position to win basketball? Um, I'm not going to say there might not be like a fundamental set of things that you kind of run with everyone. Um, I think pace and space are both important. But who knows, man? Maybe you can craft an attack based on people who are all uniquely old school. And if they're all great, maybe that could beat some of this newer school way of doing things. You don't know. Everything's unprecedented until it happens. You know what I'm saying? So Phil Jackson, you know, beefing with Chris Dapps, insane. Forcing his system, insane. You know, he drafted well. That was it, but he had to go. Yeah, that took ten years off my life, that Chris Dapp shit. Trade Chris Dapps. Trade you. Trade you to hell, Phil Jackson. Can I do that? Can I banish him to hell? If anyone knows how to do that, I've asked this almost any every week. I'm not kidding. I want to get into some shady-ass ma- magic. The real, like, dangerous kind. Like, using, like, dark powers to, to affect what I need to happen. Why is that so wrong? Phil Jackson. He had to go. I'm glad they got rid of him. People are giving you, like, the Mike Pence, but we got rid of Phil, but the Dolans are still here. You know what? Uh, When you have a boil on your ass, lance it. You know what I mean? Lance that boil off your ass. It doesn't matter if you also have a broken leg. You deal with that separately. You put a cast on your leg. In the meantime, you don't not lance the boil because you have a broken leg. Fuck yeah, that's a good analogy. I feel terrible. I feel like my body's gonna break. I'm actually on the verge of tears right now. It's late in the evening, so that's when the muscle shit gets really bad. But I feel great. Uh, let's let's bring in Harrison. I want to talk about he's got an interesting perspective living in France. Harrison lives in France, everyone. I need to ask him more about that, figure out what the deal is. I don't know if he's like native born or what, but we're, we're gonna get deep into that. So he's gonna talk about Frank with us. We're gonna talk about free agency. We're going to talk about uh, Steve Mills and uh, Clarence Gaines laughing at Mello's workout video. we got some good stuff coming up. Stick around. (laughs) Harrison, welcome to the program. How you doing, man? I'm all right. I'm all right. Hanging out. How about you? Good to hear. I'm hanging in there. Uh, the audience has already been filled in on my crippling back pain from the introduction, so they they're they're with us if I start like groaning and that kind of stuff. <laughs> we'll, we'll be good. But I want to start off by first putting my phone on airplane mode because as soon as we started talking, my girlfriend called me, <laughs> and then after that, by talking about uh, your your fellow countrymen. Frank Nilakina. People may not know this. I did not know this, but you are calling us from France tonight. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, I'm in. I'm in Paris, right in the, right in the middle of Paris. Right, right now. Um, well, I've been here for a good month or so. Okay, uh, I'm in a month and a half, and yeah, I'm I'm here right right from live from Paris.
0: So we'll we'll get back to that in a second. But just to start talking about Frank, um, yeah. overall, you know we. We waited through uh, a whole year of tankitude. Um, the draft came up. Everyone's dream scenario came up where we had Frank and Monk and uh, Den Smith Jr. on the board, and the Knicks pulled the trigger on Frank. So I'm wondering, uh, did you like the pick with those guys that were available? Or would you have preferred to have seen one of those two or someone else? What'd you think of it?
1: Yeah, well, I, I think I liked the pick. Um, I think, well, first of all, I think by default, the Knicks drafting a point guard. And like one that was sort of universally, uh, you know, looked upon as being a good one, mm-hmm. uh, is, is is a is a good thing. It's a good start, no matter who it is. So I, I think I think by default I like the pick, um, but he's a young player. He's eighteen. Um, he's someone that will obviously need, need grooming and will need to refine himself, refine a lot of his skills and stuff like that. But he comes in with those very long arms that you know will lend hit will lend themselves well for defense Mm -hmm. um he appears to have a jump shot he appears to be able to play well in pick and roll situations he appears to uh have a good offensive skill set a skill set and obviously have a good defensive skill set as well so um i'm I, i i i like the pick i think that um like had had we not had the precedence of of Porzingis with the sort of unknown European youngster coming in, like right. we would have been way more pissed off about it. But just the like, I, he, he, I, I think we'll, we'll, we'll we've learned our lesson, and we'll, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt, and we'll wait to see what he can really do. Because I can, you know, it's something to work with.
0: That brings up an interesting point because the one thing that scares me the most is not really who he is as a player because I think. A lot of these guys are unknowns. Even the ones that we see yeah. play every day in the NCAA, I mean, there's a reason why it's not a sure thing. Like, some guys seem like it and they're not. But the one concern I have, and maybe this doesn't exist anymore with a regime change, but point guards famously take a long time to develop, right? Even yeah. really good ones. And he's 18. And I love that. Like, I'm here for the development. But do you think this Knicks organization will be patient enough to, like, wait till he's, like, 22? Twenty-three, because it might take that long until he like reaches you know full potential, or even longer. You know, it's not uncommon for a point guard to not really get it till they're like twenty-five. Let's say, yeah, you know,
1: well, I I I freaking hope so. Uh,
0: <laughs> That's all I, you can I, really like, do, right?
1: Yeah, I, I I freaking hope that that they'll write it out and that they'll <clears throat> that they'll let him like you know grow to be as good that as as he can be. Because I mean, like I, I even remember seeing a lot of people t- you know tweet out things. I think it was even. Uh, our very own Seth Rosenthal, who tweeted out like in, a, in, in his first year, like it's gonna look it's gonna be ugly sometimes, and you're gonna see some of the, uh, some of the other point guards that were drafted that are probably going to look way better, and we're gonna be really upset about it. But um, I, I, I think that you know us being upset about it is, is besides the point. I think that we have to be patient yeah. and that we have to um, allow him to grow into being a legitimate NBA point guard. Um, because yeah, like as you said, it there's a longer development. Um, maybe there's a steeper learning curve. Um, and, and the wonderful thing about about Frank is that um he comes in with sort of a rare set of physical traits, right? Like he's long, as they say. He's what he's six four, he's six five. Mm-hmm. He has these incredibly long arms. Um, and he, yeah, he's he's gonna be a project no matter how you you see it. But um, if you know if if the franchise is really you know willing to take the time to to let him develop, I I think that yeah, I, I think that he's going to be a, a I think that he's going to be a good player, and that I think that we have to really give him that benefit of the doubt. You know?
0: Yeah, we have to do our part as fans. Is what Harrison is saying. As, don't yeah. don't call for this kid's head after right. uh, you know if Chris Paul puts him on skates or whatever. Oh, it's it's gonna happen. It's and gonna you know, happen,
1: and yeah. he's gonna throw up some like atrocious stat lines too you're just gonna look at it like, oh uh, <laughs>
0: no it's totally true and you gotta yeah. just rock with it especially a point guard it's we're yeah. like the deadliest guys in the league are right now apologies to lebron you know it's, it's no, just yeah of course but of course. i want to talk a little bit about um you being in france and what you might be able to tell us about frank because of your uh, unique positioning over there at are you over there just like for a time? You're not. It doesn't sound like you're from France originally.
1: Yeah. So I'm. So I'm born in in Montreal, Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, but so my my dad who so then this is the next connection. Funnily enough, um, my dad who's Parisian um, immigrated to North America. In the mid '80s, I think, mm-hmm. and he landed in um, in New York City. So he became, uh, and I I will never forgive him for this. He became a big uh, <laughs> Knicks fan and a big and a big Mets fan too. Uh, uh, you so, got
0: screwed. You didn't even give yeah. you the Yankees.
1: Yeah, no, he he gave, he gave me the Mets. Now I I do think that I probably would have gravitated towards the Mets anyways because I'm more of a I'm more of a National League guy than a, oh. than an American League guy, but. But, um, yeah, Why is he, that? You you don't like the DH? Oh no, that yeah, that makes me cringe. Yeah, it makes me cringe. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah. No, You're, I, a and, and, You're a purist. You're a purist. I I guess in the baseball sense, I guess I am. But mm-hmm. he, he yeah, he, he he gave me all those things and uh, so that, that's that's <laughs> that like a disease. Yeah, yeah to... it, it, it kinda it kinda is. It kinda is. <laughs> um yeah, yeah. I, I and I I'll be, I'll never forgive him for that as long as I live. And
0: uh, <laughs> So because so of that you got some current French connections well I'm I'm
1: yeah because my dad's French himself I was able to become a dual citizen and have two passports like and be a citizen of both Uh, France and uh, of Canada so I get to come here and like I work in the summer and hang out here in the summer and and stuff
0: like that that's
1: pretty sweet um so yeah and, and when I when I I learned that oh the Knicks might draft this French guy I was like okay well that's interesting let's let's look more into this and Ended up happening, so that was cool.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, what are they saying about uh, our boy Frank in the French media? Anything like any unique insights that we're not getting stateside, or is it kind of the same stuff?
1: It's it's it's, it's, it's largely the same stuff. I think I think most of the things that they're saying uh, are there. It's they're kind of. It, it's funny that most of what they're saying is they're trying to contextualize what the draft is. Um, I guess
0: I was about to ask that. So, like, is it? It's probably not. Is it not that big a deal in their sports no. coverage? They're like, oh, whatever. This... Yeah, they
1: don't yeah. get it because for for people here in, in in France, like how how people matriculate to professional teams is like you're this prodigy that people will come out to see. Kind of kind of how baseball ends up being for you know players that are from. Uh, outside of the, you know, outside of North America, like, you know, you you go see them and you end up getting signed at the age of 13 to uh, an enormous contract and you end up, you know, building it like this is time in the the soccer context, maybe in in Europe. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the draft doesn't mean anything to them. Uh, So a lot of what the media is trying to do is trying to say, okay well, there's this thing where the good players are picked early by the teams that were bad. <laughs> right. uh,
0: There's this thing in America where we don't let, allow people to make what they're worth, and we force them into contracts. That's that, it. that are below market value because we don't respect labor. That's
1: that, right? Essentially, essentially, <laughs> that's yeah. That, that's pretty much what, what where the, where the dialogue is you know, goes towards, and 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 so their their way of contextualizing it is to, is by talking about um our boy Joachim noah okay. and yeah you know the, just the name just the name um
0: your entire demeanor just changed just by saying oh, that it was like yeah yeah a dark fog and, descended upon you
1: exactly exactly like the lights start flickering in my in my <laughs> in my room here yeah um it's and like then
0: a horror movie yeah like
1: yeah. Quite, quite literally like a horror movie because like oh well you have this 72 million dollar dude that like it's not gonna it's not gonna play the first Three weeks of next season or more because like he needed he needed he needed to take he needed to take performance enhancing drugs and he still sucked like <laughs>
0: that's that's and that's a good strong mentor for the youth right
1: yeah exactly Dude, exactly
0: do what I say yeah. not what I do
1: that's right but then you also have Tony Parker who's like may, may, maybe the most pristine sort of image of like what the youth should be trying to recreate and so they say you know like Tony Parker also did this thing. Um, so ago.
0: given like the lackluster kind of coverage of, of Frank over there, or you know, the lack of excitement, I should say. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing mm-hmm. there's you don't hear anything about like uh Louis Labrie over there, right? Another Frenchman well, on the Knicks uh Summer League squad who they drafted a couple years ago.
1: Yeah, you don't. You yeah, no. Yeah, and okay. I actually like <laughs> and and after, and after after, you know, uh, I I did some like i i just wanted to look it up after you told me that 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 um that we that we'd be mentioning him i was like okay well let me see uh, cuz i i seem to remember that he was playing for some like weird team here mm-hmm. in France or a, a team like in a weird city but no he's he he was playing for the he was playing for the 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 Le Valois team which is the the Paris Le, Le Valois team which is the one that's right here in Paris okay um or right in the uh, the very close vicinity of Paris um and just this offseason, I was just reading this article that he just got signed by the Strasbourg team, which is Frank's team, or former team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, there's just an endless stream of Knicks for this one team that happens to play on the <laughs> French-German border. So that's just kind of strange, but oh. I'll, I, I'll ride with it.
0: It's <laughs> um, a fun little fact. So, yeah. people over there aren't, like, expecting him to play for the Knicks ever. There's no...
1: You know, and, and honestly, like, when I see him play, I'm looking at the current, like, makeup of the Knicks roster, and I'm yeah. kind of like, I don't think, he's, like, if he'll never get meaningful minutes, yeah. right? Like, he might end up, you know, garbage time at the end of the season when you already know that the Knicks aren't going to tank or whatever. Uh, he, he may get in there because who knows, uh... Our Plumley, I can't even know which Plumley is the one that's on.
0: <laughs> I our... have to think about it every single time. Is it? Is it, is
1: it Mason? It's
0: Mason, it's, right? It's Marshall. It's Marshall. But, Jesus. no, I'm telling you, earlier today, I was like Miles. I cycled through them all before getting to Marshall. Every yeah, time,
1: they're, they're all M's and they're all Plumleys. And like, so there's Marshall, there's Miles, and then Mason. Okay, so Marshall's our Plumley.
0: Yes. Yeah. You can you can remember it. I th- I'm, I just uh, this just popped into my brain. He's, like, Marshall Plumlee's, like, uh, he's in, like, the Army Reserves or something. Is he? Yeah, he's got some sort of, like, military thing going on. Interesting. Like, he's an ROTC or something. Um, okay. So, and Marshall is, like, a cop. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, you can... Okay. That, that's,
1: a good, that's a good little
0: device. Yeah, to that just pop in into it. my head. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, any other, uh, before we move on, any other thoughts on Frank?
1: Well yeah, with, with Frank uh, I, I I just think it's a, I think it's a good pick. I think it's it's, it's I, I think we have to just be patient with him yeah. and
0: uh Oh, I, I know what I wanted to ask. How bummed are you that we aren't gonna see him in summer league? Is this upsetting oh. to you? Or are you uh...
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm I am i I'm kinda I'm kinda disappointed, especially after seeing the like Jason Tatum versus um uh, Markel Fultz like yeah. thing. I'm like Ugh I wish and even even if, if if Frank were to get in there and were to stink up the joint, at least we'd have some, at least we'd have something to talk about.
0: Yeah. At least we'd have some footage. Like that's what's a particularly, there's already nothing on this guy. Like
1: that's right. That's right. I looked up,
0: I looked up a lot of stuff before you know, the draft, but then afterwards I was like, all right, I'm going to go deep on video. And there's like, Nah, Twelve minutes of footage online. There,
1: there, there's nothing, and all the footage kind of looks the same, right? Yeah, this dude that has visibly very long arms. That's like either taking a jump shot or blocking someone's shot, or, right. or you, that that that's it. And you're kind of like, okay, well, yeah, yeah. Well. There's
0: some steals. Yep. You know, yeah. it's all, all the good stuff from the under eighteen tournament because like he didn't play that much for Strasbourg right. or whatever. Yeah. Um. So I'm just desperate. Desperate for some yeah, footage.
1: hopefully, hopefully they'll soon. We'll be able to actually get him, get to see him because, like, I guess I guess it's good that he's not playing because, like, for sure, if, Zach, if he's actually injured, you'd rather him not play. Yeah, totally. Uh, I mean, it's so. the
0: smart thing, but yeah, now we gotta wait till what is it, preseason, right? There's nothing in between. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So. yeah preseason. So the first time, uh, the thing that gets me the most, the first time we're gonna see him play is we're gonna see him play the I don't know the Indiana Pacers backups at the Utah Utes court in Salt Lake City or wherever Utah is, I don't know. Like that's that's what it's going to be and that's gonna, that's going to be our first footage and it's going to piss me off, but at least we'll have something.
0: <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about the uh GM search. We're in the off season where yeah. you need a GM uh especially, especially during <laughs> the off season. The Knicks yeah. don't currently have one. Um after firing Phil Jackson. So do you, do you do yeah, thank God. First of all. Yeah. <laughs> but do you have any like specific hopes there? Like do you have anyone that you're looking for them to sign? Uh
1: well with when when I first heard and this is me being a, a very Montrealer. Um and th- that is very salty against anything that that is Toronto. I I hope that it's Masayu Ujiri that will end up being the next GM just cuz I don't want Toronto people to have nice things. But then again, that's just me being me. Um I I think that if it were Masai Ujiri, I think that would be legitimately incredible.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which is why I know it's not going to happen. Um,
0: they are, yeah. They said that the reports that the Knicks dropped out that they, Toronto would want too much in return, like a draft right, pick or whatever. That, yeah. And, but and, and my and question point. about him is obviously he's got a great reputation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everyone says he fleeced the Knicks a couple times, and that's true. Yep. Yep. Um, but that is like a really low bar to clear. Um, oh, like yeah. lots of people have fleeced the Knicks, and yeah, one yeah. thing I do remember is that he, you know, he tried to trade uh, Lowry to the Kyle, Knicks. Kyle Lowry, that's right. So, so and, does that at all like, to, uh, is there any worry there that he's an overrated GM or like it's because he's? I mean, I think Lowry is. Better than DeRozan personally, but whatever. He's their, He's him and DeRozan are their two best players by far. Sure. Yeah. And he wanted to get rid of them. So does that say that he doesn't know how to evaluate his own talent, or what do you make of that?
1: Hmm. Uh, yeah, you, th- that's an interesting question because you always have these things where people try to trade their best players, and they might be this like evil genius that just knows way better than we do. But sure. th- then Phil Jackson wanted to trade Chris Webberzinger. So what the heck do I know? <laughs> um, I. I think that he's probably a pretty good GM because, I mean, there's something to be said about trying to keep a core of a roster mm-hmm. in Toronto, which is like the one place that no one wants to play because, well, it's Toronto. Um, so they tried to keep that core, and he he successfully kept that core there. Um, he so about the fleecing the Knicks thing. I mean, like, so this happened two times. This happened with when he was with Denver when he. Because right. he was yeah he he was one that well at least from Denver side orchestrated the mellow trade and then also <laughs> sure. the barniani thing was him right yeah. uh-huh. so he obviously like knows how to maybe get the most out of trades that he already knows he's gonna win okay uh which is which is a good thing sure um whether whether he's an overrated gm or not i I'm not sure. But yeah. he's definitely better than what we've had for the last forever. So, yeah, right, I'll, I'll give you that. Anyone else?
0: Yeah. Anyone else you uh, looking at?
1: Yeah. So I, I wrote down David Griffin because I think that'd be fantastic. Sure. Because it looks like he's that actual really like like he knows he looks like he knows what he's doing. And then maybe from just a like a, a selfish standpoint that I, I just love to see crazy things like. SVG, like, bring, 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 my, bring my boy home, man. <laughs> bring my boy home. Come on. Come on. Like, are, are, you, are you telling me that he's going to, like, if anyone tells me that that's a bad, that's an objectively bad signing, I'm going to laugh in your face. Like, that, uh, I don't know.
0: Like, so no, no Jeff, huh? Just Stan?
1: Well, Jeff's already employed. Like, not, I'm, I'm sure we'd be able to lure him away from the Detroit Pistons. But, like, bring, bring my boy Stan home, man. Come
0: on. Um, yeah. <laughs> for me, you know, there's, I think there's probably a bunch of people who could do it. I just want to see them conduct the GM search like a normal organization. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. I want them to bring in a bunch of guys, not too many. Like when the Kings brought in like 75 people to interview for coach. Um, yeah, but yeah. I want, you know, bring in like five, 10 guys, talk to them. And find someone who's going to run a team like it's 2017. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't just rely on a name guy. If it's some, you know, like look at the uh, GM of the Nets. He's in the worst position ever, but he's some no-name guy they plucked out of San Antonio. No name to, you know, people who aren't deep in, you know, organizational (laughs) flowcharts. But obviously the people around the NBA knew who he was, but, you know, for the casual fan or, you know. But And he's doing a great job with uh, what they got. Yeah. So I don't think you need one of these big-name dudes. I mean, I know you don't. So no. I would just at least like to see them consider, bring in one of these guys, talk to them.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and I just realized that I screwed up the Van Gundys, and I meant to say JVG and not SVG, whatever. You Doesn't did, matter.
0: and I, I let it go, and I was like, yeah, people my, might I, give me shit for letting it go, but I don't want to. Harrison knows what he did.
1: Yeah, I know. I, 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 I it just dawned I me mean, like, crap. No, like that. and I know exactly why I made them as eight minutes. Um, See, I, it, too I nice. Mean, I
0: need to be a little bit meaner. I need to be yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. The host please, has got to... <laughs> please correct me next time. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I will. Hey, it's our first time, you know, on Skype yeah, together. It, so you're feeling each other out. You don't want to be. Exactly. Make the other one feel bad. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
1: But I mean. I mean, the Knicks already tried bringing in a big name person, and they brought one of the biggest names of all big names, and like that. True. That 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 went really badly. So, um, <laughs> and and a lot of times it's going to end up being some unknown, like weird signing that. Yeah, like you know, the, some analytics person for the Suns, and 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 in, in in NBA circles, this person's like a genius, but no one has ever given him a chance because he's like has no experience and then he's going to pop up on the Knicks roster and the Knicks are going to sign him and maybe he'll be fantastic. Who knows who right. they'll end up going with. Um,
0: I guess I my- also want someone without a massive ego, right? Like, yeah. I yeah. want someone who trusts other people to do their job and can like listen to other people and incorporate new information and not be so right. set in their ways.
1: Yeah, you know? exactly. And because I mean, we've been, we've yes, been, we've seen that. Yeah. For, you know, way 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 too long yeah it Uh, it goes
0: beyond phil for sure
1: oh it goes way beyond phil yeah i mean mean, it goes really way beyond phil and i mean the the thing that i always think back on when when i'm thinking of like the knicks and gms and stuff i'm like i remember when the like when phil jackson just started out with the knicks like there was an article i don't remember where it was posted like it was put up but the article sort of like, the the point of the article is to explain, like, the Knicks are already going through a positive culture change because Phil was there. And I, I do remember, like, around the time that Phil was signed, like, the Knicks, even though they missed the playoffs by a couple games, like, that 2013-14 season, mm-hmm. they, they won, like, they won a bunch of games, like, in March of 2014.
0: Yeah, and, they won, I remember they went, like, 16-8 and or something like that. Yes, yeah,
1: something like that. And, like, and, and, and I think that was also during the stretch – like it, it was it was during that stretch that Melo had his like career high game yeah, Oh, was it against charlotte i think i that, think like, it was 61 that point time. or
0: whatever it was yeah that that,
1: that was it when, when he made like that that shot at the end of the second quarter to like the buzzer beater from mm-hmm. half court and um yeah I I, I I think that was around that time and and everyone was just so excited about this and everyone was like oh this is going to go super well And we were all excited by the fact that there was going to be the triangle. Like, I know there were people that were like, no, not in today's NBA. But everyone else was like, well, Phil did it so well and won more rings than he has fingers. So that's what can possibly go wrong. And like, it all went wrong. Yeah. Uh, So now I think anyone that they sign, I think everyone's going to sort of give them the benefit of the doubt. Because if you sign Phil Jackson and it works badly, like, who are we to say, you know, who are we to say that it's gonna that that anyone else is a good or bad signing? Like we're gonna have to, you know, wait it out and oh, see definitely. how it pans out. Yeah, yeah.
0: Which is good. We can we can at least have some hope until it's inevitably crushed. For it can work out. yeah, speaking more about kind of the future of the franchise, um, we're going through free agency period here, where you can add some mm-hmm. people or not, depending on what you want to do. Yeah. Um, as far as the Knicks are concerned, what are your thoughts on how free agency is shaking out for them so far? Are You happy that they're not signing anyone yet? Are you upset? Is there anyone you have your hopes on? Is there anyone you wish they signed but didn't? What are your What are your thoughts on how that's going so far?
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm just mad that they didn't sign Justin Holliday to start with because I yeah. he was he was my favorite player on the Knicks last year and like he was actually my favorite player on the Knicks last year because that was that was value man that was like. that 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 was that was was usefulness like that was everything that you need from a player in today's NBA. like that was that like that was someone that was going to come in that was going to make shots and that was that like provided meaningful minutes and like his worst performances were when he started which was which was i i I almost thought that that was a good thing i'm like okay so this is this is a straight-up bench player you don't you don't even have to worry about him starting because this is someone that knows that he's a bench player and that's there's nothing wrong with having bench players. Um or yeah, a, for yeah. A, a, there's nothing wrong with acquiring bench players. Um so I was kind of mad when he signed with the Bulls. Of all teams, a team that is that might actually end up being worse than the Knicks. Well, who knows. But <laughs> a team that will be definitely bad. Sure. Um so I mean I with the with the rest of free agency, I'm kind of like do I want them to sign nothing but Bad players or do i want them like because like right is this another year that we're conceding immediately like before the season even starts to the tank
0: right i mean Mm. from my perspective if i may yeah um i'm i don't want to sound like the mythological nick fan who can't deal with a rebuild i can I am sick of watching terrible basketball for the past yeah. 20 years. So, like, I wouldn't mind a uh, playoff berth, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, well, here's the thing: because I, there have been plenty of champions who didn't just bottom out forever the way like Philly did. Yeah, um, and Philly, you know, hasn't. Let's wait till they crack 500 before we anoint the process. You know, this uh, yeah. rousing success. But you look at teams like uh, like the Spurs. Um, they they weren't like terrible forever. They just drafted, drafted smart, well. yeah, yeah, and, and maintained their stuff. Smart free agent signs and had a really good player development program. They brought in players. They knew how to utilize their skills and they got the most out of them. And they adapted yeah. as they needed to. Yeah. Um, I think you can build through the draft by like tanking a couple of years. I mean, Golden State got. I don't want to say lucky, but they hit on everyone. Yeah, you know, tremendously so. But I don't think you need to like win eight games uh, five years in a row in order to build a championship level squad. I just don't. So for, but so th- so I'm not like afraid of some success. You know, the mm-hmm. way I think some people are when they want their team to rebuild. Um, I think you know building a like culture gets thrown around a lot when you talk about the Knicks. But I think oh, yeah. winning some games could be good for some young players. Sure. But yeah. but for the Knicks, I don't want them you just don't you what I want them to do is sign players mostly that are on Chris Stapps' timeline. Yes. I want them to sign contracts that are commensurate with the value that they'll get on the court out of these players. That's right. And I want them to have a couple of key veterans to help sort of mentor, you yeah. know. Like for, like I think we need a point guard. You can't I, I don't think it's ideal to just have Frank. Some other point guard.
1: Um, yes, and, would... and are, you, are you thinking what I'm thinking when you say that? And, <laughs> not, and not, So not the one that we had last year, but another Different. one that was in the Eastern Conference that has won an NBA championship. Uh, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Hey,
0: I'm, I'm all in on Rondo. Uh... Uh, yeah, so am I. <laughs> <laughs> for, for a year or two. For a year or two.
1: For, for, for until the trade deadline. Yeah, sure. (laughs) What 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 do we need the whole year year for? I mean, like, no, I think the the best thing would be like, get him to the trade deadline and then trade him to some team that's desperate for him. Like, who knows? Who knows? Like the, you know, a a perfectly. And this might sound ridiculous now, but a perfectly, uh, you know, realistic situation is that you keep him until the trade deadline, and by the time you get to the trade deadline, well, I don't know. Oklahoma City is. You know, a bunch of games mm-hmm. over 500 is gonna is is trying to get that third seed. But Russell Westbrook has a nagging injury that he's had since December, and they're desperate for a quality point guard. Well, y- they're gonna be desperate for a Rondo. So you ship them a Rondo, and they'll give you a first round pick. Like,
0: yeah. Or you know, maybe Cleveland realizes that Jose Calderon died seven years ago. And yeah. They're like, oh wait, we need an actual backup point guard. Yeah. That signing cracked that, me up. Listen, I love Jose. I love his uh, ham farm. I love everything about him. Yeah. He's got a magnificent beard. And Doesn't, when that, he cranks up that thing three-point thing. shot, that takes him 17 seconds to release. Yes. Uh, and he decides to shoot, which is like once every three games. It goes in yeah. a lot.
1: It does. It, he, he's a good shooter, and he's good at literally nothing else. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> He yeah. wants to get other people involved, but he's super slow. He can't defend. That's right. Rondo, like, look, look. His shot still sucks. But, yeah. if, if anything, I would love a point guard who errs on the side of passing way too much. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, high usage percentage, Derrick Rose. Rondo, I think, is a good mentor. I mean, like, I don't know, because like, he seems like he wouldn't be a good mentor. He seems like he'd be a huge dick, but I keep reading that young players love dick. him.
1: Yeah, like, Boogie Cousins thought that he's, like, the best point guard that Boogie Cousins ever played with, and, like... Didn't Boogie Cousins play with Kerry Irving or no? Probably not. They probably were a year off, but like, oh, I'm sure yeah. if, if if Boogie went to Kentucky, he definitely played with a good point guard who's mm-hmm. now probably in the NBA. And like, he's he's probably played with some good point guards. And if he's saying that Rondo, like Sacramento Rondo, was a good point guard, like, <laughs> right. yeah, give, give me that.
0: Give me and that. I think stylistically. Obviously, like, Frank already seems like is a much better shooter than Rondo, so whatever. But yeah. stylistically, as a point guard, there's a lot of similarities. Rondo also has, like, long ET arms. Yes. Um, he's an excellent yeah, he's gonna... passer. Yeah, slender um, build. Um... Slender build. Pretty yeah. dogged defender in his day. I don't know what mm-hmm. he's doing right now, but mm-hmm. um, he would get up in people's bodies. So I think, and this is also, like, Rondo's not my ideal, but when you look at what else is out there... Yeah, I mean, do you want Shelvin Mack? People I,
1: keep I, th- and and like it's funny that you say because like that w- that's the only other point guard I'm looking that's like available that I'm like, yeah, okay, I I, I would understand because like if you're picking Shel- Shelvin Mack as like your running mate right. with for Frank, like you're conceding the, the tank.
0: Right. I mean, like Shelvin Mack, you know you're not going to overpay for him, but he's a 27-year-old journeyman. Like he's not Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know. and, and and like the thing with Shelvin Mack, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get someone that is that is like never been that's like has probably never played in the NBA, at least has never played good basketball, but that has also never played like you know, like completely inefficient, like terrible basketball, right? Like you never play, like 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 disaster ball. You know, like you... <laughs>
0: that's that's what that's our primary goal for the offseason. Yeah, yeah, avoid that. <laughs> avoid disaster ball. Yeah, you don't want someone who's like shouting under his own basket at the refs while the other team streaking oh down my court. God, don't even get me started. <laughs> okay, like it
1: was it was kind of like I, I would not even watch the fast break because I'd watch the like split second between the the camera still being under the Knicks basket to when it ended up, the ball ended up going into the basket on the other side, like where you'd see Derek Rose with his like shoulders up and kind of uh-huh. yelling at the official. And it's like, dude, go play defense. Like you probably were fouled or not. doesn't matter. Like, if you didn't get the call. You got to go back on the other side. Like that's how, that's how I basketball. Works.
0: I don't know that I've seen a less effective eighteen points per game player in the NBA than like last it, year's Derrick
1: Rose. Last year's Derrick Rose was an exercise in how many points can I score with having a lower plus minus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, I mean Rondo. I'll take. I just want to see someone who wants to get Chris Dapps the ball. Could you imagine yeah, yeah. if he actually played with someone who wanted to pass to him? Yeah, and Melo uh, I, gets a lot of you know undue shit in a lot of ways, but he's also worthy of some criticism, and he's not he's not the ideal partner for Chris Dapps. They can obviously no. play together, but like he's not the guy who's bringing out the very best in Kristaps. So, and that's your like best player by far, right? You know, other than Kristaps. Yeah. So, yeah. if we actually, I'm like, I'm just delighted at the prospect of watching someone who wants to get Chris Dapps the ball.
1: That's right, yeah. and and that's why I was so conflicted with like the Knicks, and I know this is not a point guard, but when the Knicks were, and, and this is like maybe an hour ago that this was shot down, but that the Knicks were in on wanted to be in on Dion Waiters because right. I was kind of like, yes, give me Dion Waiters because he is one of the most hilarious basketball players of all time, and like <laughs> it'd be nice to have him on on our team just so I can laugh. Yeah, but at the same time, like. No, that is someone that hogs the ball. Like That's not what you want. You want someone that will defer to Chris Stapps. That's the whole
0: point. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, so, so, yeah, mixed messages. From yeah, the mix.
0: But just to kind of put a bow on it, I, I, I went into my whole diatribe and then didn't close with my final thought. But yeah. I think if you do these things that we're talking about, like don't sign disaster ball guys, get guys who are on the same timeline as Chris Stapps, uh, you know, try to find people whose value is going to be equal to what you get on the court. They'll wind up like tanking accidentally or, you know, not accidentally, yeah. but like that will take care of itself. I don't need, I don't think you need to actively try to put out like a terrible. Product. No, that's right. Like
1: the 20, the 2014, 15 team, that was accidental tanking. Cause after they signed Melo, they thought, Oh, well, Melo's 30. Uh, we'll get that eighth seed. And well, we all saw how that went. Right. Um, that that's accidental tanking.
0: Right. If, you know, if you're honest about where your team is in its development cycle, I think those yeah. things kind of take care of themselves. And That's you're right. smart. Tank or don't tank. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but speaking of, uh, you said Dion Waiters would make you laugh. Speaking of laughter, there was, oh. a, big, there was a big story <laughs> this past week. First, uh, this workout video of Melo surfaced of him training at like two in the morning on Chelsea yep. Piers in Manhattan and uh, quote unquote <laughs> sprinting. Yeah. Um and then and so that was kind of funny cuz he didn't look like he was sprinting that hard but who knows maybe he'd been working out all day and this is the very end and he's just gassed. Although it's yeah. it's weird that you would would you put up a workout I guess if you like don't give a flying F uh you're like I'll put up my not best workout video. I'm not putting up stuff unless it's the first thing I do in the morning like
1: Yeah. Or it, maybe it was just a show that like oh it's 2 a.m. and I'm looking at me I'm, I'm I'm still out here but
0: but it backfired a little bit, and yes, most yeah. high profile, in the most high profile way, uh, of course, the cameras at uh, Orlando Summer League happened to be on uh, Steve Mills and uh, Clarence Gaines, and yeah. it turned out that they were definitely looking at Mello's workout video on Clarence Gaines' yep. phone and laughing. And they were asked about it the next day. And Mills was like, no comment. And Gaines was like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah. That was (laughs) the direct quote. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, And then it it turned into this whole thing where people were like, oh, I'm so sick of the media covering this. Don't they deserve privacy? From Uh, my perspective, they're in public. Yep. It happened to be caught on camera. I think it's fair game for them to ask them about it, at least once.
1: No, like... I'm absolutely with you on that one where I think that, um, so it was, so and it's it's hard not to get into whole mellow dialogue. Like, right. um, like, you know, you're actively trying to shop maybe one of the best players in franchise history. And someone's a hall of famer, at, at least whatever you think of mellow, like he's a great player. Sure. Um, you know, maybe you have like a little bit of dignity and a bit of respect. Like this just seemed very tone deaf to me um like haven't you been bad enough to him you know um, it's
0: definitely a big lack of awareness on their part they got to know there's camera they're like playing a game in front of cameras
1: that's that's right so like so it's it's one thing it's one thing to to be laughing about it at least i and i know it's something that's difficult to own up to it's difficult to look a reporter straight in the face and be like yeah we were openly mocking this video <laughs> this great player that made like that still that we still employ right (laughs) Um, (laughs) right so I I guess that's kind of complicated but I mean it's important to hold idiots accountable and that was two people I don't know if Steve Mills and and Clarence Gaines are idiots but they were being idiots in that moment and like it's good to hold those sorts of people accountable um and they were—that's definitely what they were doing. They were—they were looking at him and they were saying, "Oh, look at this guy. Look, look at him." Like, oh, they
0: totally were. They tried to. I don't think they publicly said this, but like news leaked out that oh, we were laughing at the like the guy who was shooting the video, his accent from what
1: the heck does that even it mean? It was
0: like you know he has a main accent, which like doesn't exist. Yeah, um, I mean I'm sure it's some variation of New England Boston type stuff, but whatever. Like yeah. I listened to it, I didn't hear any like ridiculous funny accent yeah. that made me laugh.
1: And in in depth, in you know, in, in a gym full of screeching shoes and like fans and <laughs> stuff and yelling coaches, yeah, you're definitely going to hear. Uh, you're definitely going to be able to hear a very nuanced uh, accent like <laughs> yeah. over that other noise on an iPhone. Yeah, sure. Yeah.
0: My favorite part about this was there's been this almost Phil esque mystique around Clarence Gaines. It's like, oh, yeah. he he sits by himself in the gym because he's so serious about his job and. He wears a dashiki and he asks <laughs> and he asks weird questions and he's like the shaman. But much like Phil, it's just a confidence game bullshit and he's just like an asshole probably. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> and he's probably he might be very good at his job. It seems like he's a good talent evaluator from what we could tell. But yeah. he's not some shaman, he's a jerk.
1: Yeah, he's not some like visionary that we all thought Phil Jackson was. Like yeah, he's probably a dick. He's probably a dick yeah. and like Which, whatever. I'm
0: not saying I'm not a dick or whatever, but like he's not some, you know, this, this upright uh, mysterious savant who no one can understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah He's probably a little yeah. bit of an asshole who people don't want to sit next to in the gym. And it's like <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, he takes him. he takes it so serious. He's so into the job and he's on his phone. I mean, yeah, like all the like, rest of us idiots. He's just on his phone, laughing at bullshit.
1: The, the thing is that he's at work at that time. He's yeah. not, you know, on the toilet bowl like yeah. we would be or whatever. Like this guy's at work, <laughs> uh, and and he so that means so that means he's on Twitter at, at work while he's mm-hmm. supposed to be, you know, watching our rookies or our you know undrafted yep. rookies like play basketball. No, 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 no. no. Yep. This guy's on Twitter showing steve and i i don't really like i'm maybe i'm not the best judge of body language but it kind of looked like steve mills was like all right like ha 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 like, okay, get me get this out of my face now like this is not the time but it seemed like clarence games like way more into like laughing about it um than...
0: i like that read a lot because i thought the same thing when i was looking at it yeah. like he found it funny but he was kind of like, all right clarence like we're you know
1: yeah, yeah, we're yeah. we're in public, like we're you said, public, like they, yeah. they, they
0: were. <laughs> Before we move on to clouds and Barney's, I just have one final point about this. And yeah. there, you know, when you're on Twitter all day and whatever, you see every take possible. So I saw a lot of takes of people being like, "I'm sick of the media covering it." This, blah blah blah. This is blah yeah. blah blah. Um, it's okay to laugh, guys. Like this is. This story is ridiculous. I'm not sick of the media it's, it's covering it. Completely, it's completely you know, ridiculous. If yeah. they're covering it six months from now, all right, that's a little bit much. But mm-hmm. eh, it's all right to like want to see news about this. It's all right to laugh at it. It's just sports. Like it's for fun. So ultimately, you're not yeah. a bad fan if you enjoy this in addition to you know video breakdowns of horn sets. You can do both. You know that's what I right. Mean?
1: That's, that's right. It, for for and for us, there are people that are you know, in this, in, then, uh, like that are media types, right? Like this, it's, it's interesting for us to look at and to, and to say like, okay, people are really, really, really taking the story to heart. Maybe because like, if, if this were a video of, I don't know, like, you know, some, some like backup on the Denver nuggets, like we'd probably not be looking at this Uh that intently, but it's Carmelo Anthony. Like it's, one of the most high-profile athletes, period, in the world, period. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's it's something that people are going to pay attention to. It's something that people are going to talk about. Um, how, how this story has taken on, has, has bled into like a third day, <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's my but,
0: fault. I'm going to take credit for it, Harrison, because I can't get enough. I love it. Um,
1: <laughs> it's, it's 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 like it's just like a good it's like a funny story that's
0: yeah, just stupid. it's the off season. And, and of
1: course, this would happen to us. Like, of course, this would never happen to the Spurs. This would never happen to the. No. I don't know. This wouldn't even happen to would this even happen to the Lakers? Like, they have well, they have Levar Ball now, so they got their own it yeah, like right. media thing. But this, of course, this would happen to us. Like, this yeah.
0: wouldn't even happen to the Mets. Oh,
1: well, I mean, I don't know if you remember the whole dildo situation with. Uh, like, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. This <laughs> never, is, never uh, mind.
0: And Bobby yeah. Valentine sneaking back onto the field with a mustache, with after mustache, getting ejected. Yeah.
1: yeah. Now this <laughs> would the, uh, the only other professional sports franchise in the world that this would happen to. The only two other ones maybe are the Jets and the Mets. Like, yeah, yeah. I, think,
0: I think that's about right. Rex Ryan mm-hmm. had about a lifetime's oh, yeah. worth of these stories in a week. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We don't get into that, but. It's, um, yeah. it's about that time, unfortunately, where we got to wrap up, but we're going to mm. do it in the best way possible by handing out Clydes and Barnianis for anything that happened in the past week in basketball. Obviously Clydes are good. barnianis are bad. Um, we like to let our guests choose whether they go first or second. So do you want to start off or finish off handing out Clydes and Barks?
1: You, you lead us off. Okay. Jose Reyes.
0: Okay. Go. There we go. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna start negative, so I can finish positive. I actually, uh-huh. I got, I got two Bargnani's. Okay. Um, one barnyani is like, I just, I'm sick of hearing about what a genius Presty is because he signed Patrick Patterson to a 16 million dollar contract. Like, yeah. I was like, who? I, I mean, listen, I he's probably good. I had to look him up. I was like, what team is he on again? Like, this is he didn't just win. This is like you know, announcing the process complete in my mind. Mm. Like all right, it's a nice move. Maybe it's cuz I'm too deep in basketball takes, but I have kind of yeah. I've I've heard enough about what a genius move yeah. this is. I don't think this is moving the needle. And Yeah. And I got one more Bargnani. Yeah. And uh, this is this is this is like a pro labor Barnani, <laughs> very pro labor podcast as it's been established multiple times. Oh yeah. I'm giving my Bargnani to Durant. I'm sorry, but for taking less money to keep the team together. Unselfish, sure. Wants to win. That's cool. Um, but there's two reasons why I'm giving him the barg. One is because I want to see Golden State go down. So just from a petty level. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I want to break up this squad. But two, this isn't really his fault, but it does perpetuate this idea that play, players are the ones who should be sacrificing money in, uh, in order to keep these teams together. When, from my opinion, uh, the owners are getting away with murder. Um, oh, yeah. You know, It's on... But I think there shouldn't be a salary cap, which we could probably do a whole episode on, or like series of them. But that's, yeah. So I'm going to leave that alone for now. But gonna Yeah, going to shelve that one for now. But yeah. I, I just, I think it sucks that players are in this position where they feel like it's on them to take less money than they deserve in order to keep teams together. So, you yeah. know, I'm not really giving it to Durant, but this situation, I think sucks.
1: So. I, I and and you know I I didn't maybe see it from that perspective and uh, that's a really good point because yeah. uh, I mean to me KD deserves this three super maxes sure uh, oh yeah yeah but uh, if it was yeah. open
0: market he'd be getting yeah exactly like probably triple the amount he's oh, getting he's getting
1: Gian- Giancarlo start Stanton money like that's that's what he'd be that's yeah. it, that's what he'd be getting so
0: it's yeah. crazy that baseball players make so much so much more I mean they deserve it. They get what they, they deserve, but yeah, exactly, exactly. They just yeah. saunter up there three times a game, swing a little bat, jog around, yeah. and they're like, all right, give me my yeah. thirty-five million. And,
1: and and half the time they're injured because they play so many games, and then then, but they're still paid ridiculous amounts of money. I mean,
0: yeah, so, so that's that. Um, but Clydes, um, mm-hmm. I want to give two Clydes also. Usually I just do one of each, but I was feeling generous this week. Right. Um, I'm giving a Clyde to Gordon Hayward. I don't like that he went to Boston. Uh, but but everyone was like oh you're taking so long to decide i mean this is his life if he needs to take like a couple extra hours on fourth of july yeah deal with it that's what i'm saying you know what i mean like no i get that suck it up um and also been watching these summer league games and uh vince carter has been announcing oh and he's been a really good color commentator He's bringing insight. He he um it's just like a natural in front of the microphone. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't stammer a lot. Um he's like generous. Um he's not like, you know, he's he's not like one of these former players like a Kevin Garnett who's just like a dick about everything. Yeah. Like, like he's complimenting the things that Marshall Plumley does well, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> who like is a player who doesn't do a lot of things well. But that also speaks to this other point, which he seems really um, invested in the players and, like, knows what he's talking about. When you watch a lot of games on, like, League Pass, let's say, there's a lot of these color guys who, you're like, do you even watch the NBA? Like, yeah. they don't know anyone but who's on their team. Yeah. And Vince, like, knows all these, like, random scrubs. Yeah.
1: Well, I guess I guess after playing 19 years in the NBA, like you, you, you better know who you're sure. talking about.
0: But I mean, but he's still playing, so you can even forgive him for well, like you know being focused on his own thing or whatever.
1: That's it, yeah. and, 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 that, and that's my my take my take on your on on your on your Clyde. There is that like, um, does this does this mean the end? Or
0: uh, he did say he's like, I want to play one or two more years. I think he said
1: okay. So,
0: I mean, I, I hope that's
1: true, and, but also does, that also, does that mean that, you know, him being such, so good with knowing players and basketball and all this stuff, does that mean that we're looking at, a, at one of these Steve Kerr situations where they're, where, or the this, this Steve Kerr, John Gruden situation where it's like, oh, this is the year that they're going to become a head coach. Oh, no, this is the year they're going to like, uh, for the next. I am 50.
0: extremely here for Vince Carter head coach. Oh my! And and like, yeah. He seems so level-headed, like, because he just had this, you know, reputation after the way he kind of like was like a little bit immature and how he handled wanting to leave Toronto. But Mm. he was a young man. He you know, he didn't act like maybe as well as he could have in this situation. But who doesn't? Regret some shit they've done when they were a yeah, little and, younger. And and also, he doesn't seem immature at all. Like when you listen, I mean he's forty years old now, so hopefully he's yeah. not. <laughs> but some also, people don't exactly. like Shaq is not, you know, getting up yeah. there and seeming uh wise when he speaks. But Vince just seems like really smart and I was like a little bit surprised by it. Maybe that's on me. But yeah. I've really enjoyed him uh doing the color for yeah. these games. And also who wouldn't want to leave Toronto, right?
1: And again mean,
0: <laughs> You keep Montreal. this is some Montreal hate, isn't it?
1: Oh, it's extremely Montreal hate.
0: Yes. Toronto, I went, I went once, and I was like, "This city is great." People don't talk enough about Toronto. Uh, <laughs> again, another podcast. <laughs> another podcast. We'll leave that for another yeah. time. Yeah. But do you have any Clydes and barges you want to hand out?
1: So my, uh, so I'll I'll start I'll, I'll do I'll do like you did, and I'll start with the bad. And um, so my um, my bar, quite simply, is that. Um, so you know when you start to associate a player with a team, and this might this might be more a sentimental thing, mm-hmm. but um, uh, Jamal Crawford is, is not with the Clippers anymore, and that's just going to seem weird, and I'm not I'm uncomfortable with it. I'm now he's going to play well now we have to see him way more often now he's with Atlanta, so it's like, damn it. Uh, um,
0: wait, but, so yeah. what? How did he wind up there? Was he unrestricted? I lost track of that.
1: No, no, he, I think he was he was in the trade. Or it was a three-way trade that sent. Um, oh, right. Uh, the heck, who the heck was sent there? I don't even know who was the actual. I don't even remember who was who he was traded. He was traded for somebody. or oh, this might
0: not part of the Chris Paul trade. Or
1: it could it could have been part of, part of the Chris Paul trade. It could have been part of the Chris Paul. That might have been a three-way situation. Okay. But anyways, he's no longer with the Clippers, and that to me is is sad. And even though. I, 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 oh, it's I, the Gallinari I,
0: trade. It's
1: the Gallinari, Yeah, okay. That. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Okay. Uh, and I'm 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 dreading the day that he retires, um, because like, but well, I I don't think we have to worry about that. Like, even though he's almost four years old, like he's he, he is immortal as, as as far as I'm concerned.
0: <laughs> he is ageless. I agree.
1: <laughs> he's just made of elastics. This dude's really made <laughs> of freaking elastics.
0: He's another um, guy who's like super smart.
1: Yeah. Well, when you yeah, hear
0: him interviewed, he really has his shit together.
1: Yeah, yeah, and he's, and when you see him play, like he might, I, I mean, if, do we call him efficient? Like, okay, he turns the ball over like quite a <laughs> no, bit. No, I don't think
0: we can.
1: No, he's not he's not efficient, but like, as as, as he's like the automatic six man in the year because just just because like he get he just he just plays basketball well, and in a, in a in a in a way that is so much fun that you just never want to see him stop because uh, I don't know the way he can dribble and the way he. Pulls up for these weird, awkward shots. I mean, like, it a true, a true, a true treasure, in my opinion.
0: With you there, second that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, and for my okay, so now I need, I need, I need a Clyde, and I, 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 uh, I did think about this, and I did sort of want to go. If we're if we're talking about, so I guess I, I guess I do have two because I, I, I thought of this at two different times, and I was sure. like, hmm, yeah. So I guess my my first one would be uh, Dame Dodson. Uh who I so I'll admit fully that I did not watch the game, but I saw the highlight packages and he looks like a really, really good player. Yeah. And and I mean, far from me to think that the Knicks made a good second round pick, let alone a good first round pick. But like it it looks like they actually might have hit on a second round pick and that wouldn't is, that be I, amazing? I, I I don't even know how I would react to it. Like I think my emotions would be I mean included. that's
0: the kind of thing. If if you hit on that I mean, that's the kind of thing where you get like, your man, Manu or your Draymond, and I'm not Ooh. saying Dotson is this, but yeah. that's the kind of luck that you sort of – people focus on those first-round picks, and those are important, obviously, hugely. Of course. But if you can hit on one of those late firsts or one of those seconds, yep. like that is when you really start cooking.
1: Exactly, cause, and you know you're not going to have to pay this person a lot of money. Uh-huh. I mean – uh, you, you would like to be able to pay them a lot of money down the road because they will have deserved it. Um, sure. But, you know, initially you're not going to have to pay them a lot of money, so it's something it's something to legitimately work with. And, like, that's nice. Yeah. Um, and then the second one was um, Gordon Hayward. So I, I guess I'm going with you. With Gordon Hayward going to the Celtics, So yes, that sucks for the Knicks, but also we're not expecting to be necessarily competing with the Celtics for a while, Mm -hmm. so I guess I can separate and say, okay, it's fine. Um, It sort of changes the balance a bit east-west, and I mean, I guess it's a nice thing because at least there are two teams in the east that are legit right now, Mm -hmm. and that's a good, I think that's a good thing. Uh, So that'll be my Clyde.
0: I like that take. Yeah. I think that's right. It's going to be interesting trying to tank in the East.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> year. And I mean, and, and and who's the third best team in the East right now? Like Milwaukee?
0: I mean, them or Toronto, right? Yeah. Yeah. Them or Toronto. That's yeah. it. I would still say Toronto, but Toronto's just, they just lose in the, they just look so bad in the playoffs this year and last year. Terrible. Terrible. That was the worst team I ever saw win multiple playoff rounds in my life.
1: Yeah. And, and especially after the whole, um, who was that dude that was given a ridiculous contract by the Magic? Um, uh, what was his name? What was his name? He was like a he's like a power forward. Ugh, oh, jeez, whatever. Him uh, <laughs> that, that, and, and people and and he, he was the one who like almost single handedly took down Miami. Um, that tw- in, in, in well, like what I guess, year? Two, what yeah. year
0: are we talking about? I,
1: I, I think I think this might have been last year. I think this might have been last year, and he was given an insane contract by my, by um, Orlando last off season.
0: Oh, uh, Fournier is that what you're talking about?
1: Oh no, it's not him. No, it's not him. No, Biombo, uh, Biombo but It's not Biombo. That's it. That's it. Yeah, him. Um, so y- y- even after that series, where it was like, okay, right?
0: Uh huh. He got Jerome. They, he Jerome Jamesed uh, Orlando for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, he fleeced them. He pan, he pants them. Like he he pants everybody.
0: <laughs> he had that one really good playoff series where like no one knew who he was. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's it. And and then and then he like built that into like an enormous contract. So mm-hmm. like good good for him. Like, you know, oh, we're sure. all about labor, so like yeah. get get your
0: money.
1: That's right. That's right. It's it's hard out here, like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> cool. Well, yeah, man. Those are some good Clydes, some good Bargs. Uh, I just want to wrap up, and thank you very much for joining me, Harrison.
1: Hey, man. It was a pleasure.
0: So that was fun, right? Always nice to bring in some fresh blood, see what they got going on. I'm going to leave you guys with a quick recap of Summer League. I'm going to do this in like under two minutes. You're going to get everything you need to know. Like mm, lickety-split. Like the Matrix, right? You'll be like, oh, I know the Summer League. And you'll know everything there is to know. So here's what's going on. Uh, Frank is not playing, so basically nothing matters. That's a huge bummer. Damian Dotson, their second round pick. Uh, he's the next Dwayne Wade. You heard it here first. Only he can shoot. Ooh, that silky smooth jumper. Yeah! He might be the next Manu. I don't know. That's possible. One or the other. Manu or Dwayne Wade. Ogjen Haramaz. Love this kid's spirit. He just bulldozes everyone. Uh, is Has no NBA future, that's for sure. Luke Cornette was signed to a two-way contract. He can be the 16th or 17th man and go back and forth. Between the G League, which I love. People who are like, I'll never call it the G League. Get over yourself. You take yourself way too seriously. The G League is funny. Embrace it. Steer into the skid, as I like to say. What's the matter with you? It's the G- Yeah, it's the G League. Are you kidding me? F yeah, it's the G League. Anyway, Luke Cornett, seven-footer who can stroke threes. His shot looks good, man. He can block some shots. I feel like you're not really going to be able to play him. Gut feeling. 15th man on NBA roster, but who knows? Who the hell knows? Maybe you can. He's like a Ryan Anderson figure, who I don't want three years at $20 million per, but on these, like, nothing contracts. Yeah, maybe. Maybe we can trade him to Steph. To uh, Steph. To Steve Van Gundy. He loves those guys. Those hey do Blues. Maybe we can trade him to Van Gundy for a King's Ransom. So that's what's going on with Luke. Canyon Barry uh trash i don't need to see him play any more seconds in my life marshall Plumley, what can you say about this kid what can you say Uh, hasn't already been said not a huge fan whatever he tries hard chasen randall woof he's shown me that he's not he does not got you don't got it i'm I'm telling you right now i'm sorry chasen i like you you seem like a nice guy harvard education that's always nice who gives a shit fuck harvard Fuck the Ivy League. You know what I mean? That's where all the monsters come from. The Ivy League. Can't trust those people. Don't trust Jason. And then Jamel Artis and Xavier Wraith and Mays. What can you say about these two? They're playing uh, pretty good for a 0-4 Summer League team. You know what I mean? Artist, nice shot. I don't know. Yeah. Much as I like a guy whose last name is basically Artist. I'm not feeling it. Xavier Wraith and Mays. Yeah, he played well against the you know terrible... Nut- did you see the guy on Orlando? Did any of you guys watch watch uh, the, the game against Orlando? That, like, fat, bald dude? They have fat, bald guys running around in summer league. You know what I mean? So that's it. That's my uh, expert analysis of the Knicks summer league in Orlando. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys enjoyed Harrison. I was a little bit worried what his voice might sound like. I hadn't heard him speak. I was like, is this going to be like a Jared Kushner? situation He's going to have a little dweeb voice, but he didn't. Harrison has got a good voice. Real good voice. I like it a lot. Uh, I hope you <laughs> aren't too upset by my uh, drug-induced ramblings post-back screw-up. I'm in a lot of pain, guys. A lot of physical pain, which lends itself to emotional pain. So thoughts and prayers out to me. <laughs> hope for a speedy recovery out to me. Sorry I missed last week. I love you guys. Uh, We're going to be back next week with another episode of The Frozen Envelope.